Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is Saturday, September 21st, 2019. I believe this is the first day of autumn. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. So this article comes from BNN Bloomberg. Lower rates giving Canadian housing nine lives, says CIBC's Tao. Canadian housing market had a spirit animal, a cat could be fitting. Benjamin Tal, Deputy Chief Economist of CIBC Capital Markets, says global and domestic developments that have led to the lower interest rates have continually buoyed housing at times when it was poised to soften. The housing market has nine lives. Every time it's supposed to slow down, something bad happens elsewhere that keeps interest rates low and the party's still going. Tal told BNN Bloomberg in a Friday interview. An increasing number of economists are now forecasting the Bank of Canada to cut interest rates as the U.S.-China trade war takes a toll on the global economic outlook, a move that would provide yet another boost to the Canadian housing market and threaten to blunt the impact of government measures, such as the B20 mortgage rules. The B-20 mortgage rules are the stress test, essentially. Tal adds that he believes the Bank of Canada prefers to avoid fueling housing market, the housing market through lower rates, but trade pressures and monetary policy, uh, monetary policy easing by central banks around the world might force its hand. That's something the Bank of Canada would like to avoid. However, You have to look at the economy as a whole, and housing is only one part of it, he said. The consumer is not there. Clearly, investment is not there. Exports are missing in action, and the only thing that's moving is actually the housing market again. Tal says the central bank will have to weigh the pros and cons of a rate reduction, but ultimately believes the Bank of Canada Governor Stephen Pelos will follow suit with his fellow central bankers. So they will have to do the balancing and say, okay, maybe housing will go a little bit higher, but given where we are, given where the economy is, given where the Canadian dollar might be going if we're not moving, they might have to make this decision. Our forecast is that they will cut by 25 basis points and we'll call it a day. So this is a prediction from CBC, or... (laughs) CIBC, that um, I think in October, the next, around the end of October is the next, um, what's that, Bank of Canada meeting, they're going to announce a rate cut, and it's an interesting point he's making, that that, um, every time You think the housing market in Canada is is about to soften. Something else happens externally that actually provides room <laughs> for the housing market to keep going. Which is interesting because then he says, I'm going to scroll down here. Given where the economy is, given where the Canadian dollar might be and might be going, if we're not moving, I mean, the economy is doing, I mean, as far as we know, the economy is doing well. 
uh, some job losses in in July. I haven't seen job numbers for August yet. I, I think they're out. I just haven't looked for them. The So there's still confidence, I guess. And he, at one point he also talks about like the consumers aren't there, the investors aren't there. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. I'm, like I'm actually just, I'm, I'm unsure if, he, if he's talking, like the consumer is not there, clearly investment is not there. Exports are missing in action and the only thing that's moving is actually the housing market. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. I don't know what numbers he's referring to. Have Has consumer activity dropped? I don't know, I'd have to look that up. Clearly investment is not there. Is he talking about the stock market? Is he talking about like business investment in Canada? Exports are missing in action. That's something, um, again, I don't have numbers f f to, to know exactly what he's talking about, but I know that FedEx released their profits, uh, um, their financial statements uh, early this week. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And they weren't good. I, like the, they weren't. I don't think they had a loss, but they just were not as high as expected. And they're actually starting to remove vehicles from their international tr from their international fleets, planes and stuff from the. They're removing planes and trucks from their international fleets because it's the trade just isn't there, and that's a direct result of the China trade war, U.S.-China trade war. Anyway, back to housing. So it makes me wonder how how reliable is the housing market right now? If he's saying it's just kind of spurred on because bad things are happening elsewhere, well, how long can that continue for? And this is not a prediction for something bad to happen. I'm actually kind of questioning his logic. If that's the case, it doesn't really make sense if bad things are happening everywhere else. That means that the housing market will have to will have to suffer at some point anyway. So I don't see. I think housing is good for another reason, not because bad things are happening elsewhere. I think housing is good because people want it in Canada. Well in Toronto and in Vancouver. People want it in Toronto and Vancouver. People are seeing Canada's economy as strong, like outside of Canada. And so they're coming into Canada and they're making investments here. And not just in housing, but business investments too. Like business growth has been incredible. Hamilton, Toronto, for sure. Ottawa, for sure. Now, lower interest rates mean People can can borrow more, can spend more, sure, but interest rates aren't as low as they were in twenty in in twenty sixteen. So, and I think, and man, this is a completely. If I'm wrong, just tell me, email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. But I think that the housing market is strong, not because of external factors, because things are going bad elsewhere, but because people like, because Canada's economy is strong and people are still making money and because interest rates are lower. So 
whether or not Canada will, the Bank of Canada will make a rate cut in October, I have no idea. Is he right? Probably. He's the one who's paid to watch that for this for CIBC. Wow. <laughs> okay, I guess that's enough. Let me know what you think. Again, email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. Let me know what you think of the housing market, what, if it's being buoyed up because of crises in other places, or if it's just because Canada's strong. Um, one thing before I sign off, and then I've, I've been talking about this in the last few episodes, and I'll continue to talk about it until November 9th. There's a podcast that I've listened to since I started looking at studying real estate investment, and it's one that I continually go back to week after week. It's called The Truth About Real Estate Investing in Canada. It's hosted by a man named Erwin Sito. He's a realtor in the Hamilton, Burlington, you know, Mississauga area, and he's uh, he started a, a meetup the Halton REI meetup group, which evolved into the Infinity Wealth Investment Network, or IWIN for short. As a part of IWIN, IWIN's like a membership community now. As a part of that, Irwin's organized and is hosting the Wealth Hacker Conference on November 9th. And he's basically pooling, bringing in all of his friends and mentors and people that, you know, he's talked to and worked with over the years who are building wealth in unique ways, but very specific ways, very focused ways. And then he's also bringing in Grant Cardone. (laughs) So November 9th, Grant Cardone will be in Toronto. Along with some other people who have some very, like I've, I've listened to a lot of these people in person and on the podcast, and they have some very practical strategies for building wealth. A lot of it in real estate. Some, there are, there's, there's some that are not specifically real estate related. I'm going to the Wealth Hacker Conference. I think it's, it's just a one day event. I think it's going to be completely worth it. Um, tickets like 200 bucks minus 10% for, um, if you use a, a discount code, which I'll give you in a moment. That's just the, that's general admission. There's also premium seating and then there's VIP, uh, seating, which gives you access. Actually, you'll get to, there'll be a meet and greet with Grant Cardone. All the details are on the website and obviously the VIP tickets are significantly more. But you get 10 with the discount code I'm going to give you, you get 10% off of any ticket you buy. So I'm going because I am very, very, very interested in financial freedom and I want to build wealth that I can pass on for generations. I want to help Adi, my daughter, start a successful business, business in whatever she does. I don't care if she wants to be an artist, I want her to have the skills the entrepreneurial skills to move forward self-sufficiently. 
from a young age. And I want her to be able to pass that on to her kids. And I think the Wealth Hacker Conference is one of the, will be one of the best venues to like meet people who are already doing that kind of thing. That's why I'm going. If you want to go, wealthhacker.ca, use this discount code, real wealth. All one word, real wealth. On the website, there'll be a little Eventbrite box at the top of it. You'll see enter promo code, click that, put in the promo code, scroll through the ticket options, pick your one, and I'll see you there. Okay, that's it. Have a great Saturday.